Hello, welcome to Influence Weekly, The Takeaway. This is the audio version of each week's Influence Weekly. So you got this in your inbox on Friday, and now you're getting uh, the audio version on Monday. Um, This episode will cover um, the best thing that's happening to me right now. It's something I've created. I'll let you know what's going on. We'll do the countdown. That's five of the top most clicked articles so you don't have to click them and then um then we'll give give you a couple of under the radar uh takeaways from two articles that i think did not get enough clicks this week um and you'll be able to hear the takeaway right here um without having to click on it and then we'll finish strong with not in the newsletter this is the uh top most shared uh, article of the week that at least I saw in my feed so many times that I refuse to include it in the newsletter because you already got it. You don't need it from me. But at the very end of this, you'll get it from me. You'll understand uh, why I didn't include it because even though it does include, it it involves influencers, it's probably non-news even though everybody's shouting loudly about it. Um, Something that has been happening already, and I can't believe it's taken this long to codify. Um, so uh, to get started, uh, the best thing, and I, I sort of buried it in the newsletter, so pardon me, but um, I've created an app to track uh, your growth on Instagram. So if you know someone on Instagram who wants more followers, tell them about creatorgrowthlab.com creatorgrowthlab.com. It's an all-purpose tool to track your growth. It literally looks at your follower account every day, and then you get to log what you did to grow your account. It's sort of a part tracker, part school, where I actually am uh, putting a ton of information here that I've learned over the last five years of how to be a growth hacker, how to grow your account, all the ways you can do it. And then you'll be able to share uh, what you do with others while they share it with you. So something that's happening sort of in the background that's not on the app yet is um, a way to connect all of the users together to share this information. And so right now it's free. Um, There are, I'll admit, 66 people um, using the app right now. And by July 1st, I want to have 100 um, at that point, um, the beta will be closed. So, so make sure you uh, let anyone who's an influencer or a creator, someone who's making something cool on Instagram, or even just like letting people know about it on Instagram, let them know about creatorgrowthlab.com. Um, I put it in the show notes too, in the email you got it. Um, hopefully, you're reading this and you're reading that and also listening along. Um, So the countdown, we're going to start with, this is the five most clicked articles and the key takeaways. So um, pardon me, but the the first one, five Gen Z influencers you need to know, that's actually been blocked by DigiDay. It's now behind a paywall. I don't know how it got there, probably because it might be like a week old now. Um, So this actually... gives me pause to like make sure you you actually click on the links um on friday um because at least like hours before i've tested them out and made sure that you can get them i do not i usually do not include articles that go behind a paywall um the only way i will do that is if there's a a way to link to them for free uh sometimes i work with like a publisher or something to get that access um something like the information allows i pay for the information so they allow me to give a, a link out for um stuff behind the paywall 
but Digi Day does not. So, um, so I apologize for that. But the Gen Z influencers were really interesting. Um, and you should go and don't pay for a Digi Day membership, but tell them you should give me a Digi Day membership, or at least readers of mine should get a Digi Day membership. Um, moving on, because because that was just like a fun list of five really interesting um, uh, people on like TikTok and stuff. You can go last week. The TikTok stars, it's almost all of the, the same people from last week's TikTok stars. Um, next one, Patrick Starr, influencer and now influencer manager. So over the past year, Starr has formed a management agency, The Beauty Coop, and has signed seven up-and-coming influencers and personalities. Among them are Zachary Vang, Cole's World, Jose Jimenez. Um, this is, is probably going to not be a big deal unless Patrick Starr had already gotten into with some trouble in the last year and had some drama. Um, the reason it's sort of getting picked up now is because they're like, well, what does this guy have? Why is this guy managing people? And it's like, well, no, he's, he's very, well, he's controversial in some ways. He's very, very influential, at least in the uh, creator world. And this is really awesome. I um, talked recently about how influencers moving into agencies may not be the best thing, but influencers moving into manager positions or managing other creators is fantastic. In fact, I see this so many times. Um, you know, this is like FaZe Clan. This is like, uh, unfortunately, to mention him, Jake Paul's Team 10, you know, where there's a hot creator or influencer and they are helping others or it's like a form of a group. Usually what this looks like is that the group was formed, the per one person broke out, and then it looks like, oh, that person's helping the other ones. Um, when in reality, everyone has their input and sort of as the group gets more known, one individual gets, gets uh, sort of launched from that group. So it's not a... It, it, the causation is the other way. In this case, I love that um, you know Patrick Starr is signing on other talent, helping them grow, getting a piece of it too. Like let let's be honest, this is a business. Um, we have to marry the the influencer side or the creator side and the business side. That's what makes an influencer, right? A creator business person. You're not just doing it as a part time job. You're not doing it, or you are doing it as a part time job. You're not doing it as a hobby. Um, we all start as doing it as a hobby or doing it as this extra thing and then start doing more and more. And, and this is a great way to do it. This is a great way to share resources, share information among a, a, a tight cadre of people. I'd love to see more of this. If you are listening and you know more influencers turned managers, please let me know. I'm happy to feature them and feature their, their groups and what awesome things they're doing. Next up is Amazon wants influencers to help it sell clothes. Why? How? Why does Amazon need help? Well, on Wednesday, the company launched its first fashion collection created by social media influencer Paola Alberti, a stylist with a million followers on Instagram. The collection includes dresses, blouses, and other clothing items that will only be available on the Amazon app, and get this, for only 30 hours. This is an interesting um way to test markets, right? To try a launch and see how many you get in a certain amount of time. Some people fail, some people win. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about this than almost anything else where, you know, an influencer gets to create or help create something, you know, last week, I think was uh, Jen Seltzer's uh, protein bar, you know, fantastic examples 
uh, of companies and influencers working much, much more closely than the influencer just peddling a product. Love it, love it, love it. <clears throat> G2's State of Social Media Marketing Report is up next. Facebook and Instagram are the most popular social media platforms for marketers. Well, duh. Um, <laughs> um, this is interesting is that out of this report, Snapchat's introduction of a more affordable offering encouraged small advertisers to hop on board. Um, Snapchat for a long time has been like the luxury item of um, social media. So seeing smaller, uh, sorry, smaller advertisers creep onto here is fantastic. Um, and then it also went into keep an eye out for micro influencers. I think I think micro influencer was the the term. The, the next term du jour of 2018, and now this year is going to be much, much more. Um, but this is a fantastic uh, report. I, I actually recommend just doing a deep dive into this, um, even though the, the they sort of tell you the same things that everyone else tells you about. Um, I really enjoyed reading the entire report and getting you know a, a sweeping overview of this. Um, last up, and, and this was the most clicked thing in the uh, newsletter. It was also the sponsor of the newsletter. So uh, I just need to disclose that. But the new Altimeter research report advises marketers to spend 25% of budgets on influencer marketing. Even though the report, spoiler alert, the report doesn't necessarily go into exactly how they come up with that number. Um, the key takeaway is is this, is there? there's four key takeaways. That they say allocate the right budget and they suggest 25%. I think everyone is going to have a specific number in mind and you'll be able to move up from there as it works better. Um, I do want to point out that the uh, this this report's so good because it includes case studies and includes one that I'll just point out here is Gerber uh, used influencers to generate a sales lift. Um, and so somehow they figured out that Ger Gerber's little beanies attributed a 5% sales lift to influencers sharing stories and content about their children enjoying the snacks, the little beanie snacks, um, as well as offering coupon codes and discounts to followers. So um, the coupon codes and discounts also probably were the cause of the lift and can be attributed to a 5% sales lift, which for Gerber's is fantastic, right? 5% is probably a lot of money. Um, so allocating the right budget now, can you allocate 25% of your budget to increase your sales 5%? Well, that's for you to say. It's not necessarily um, for an outside person to say, but a consultant, but rather, what does your marketing look like? And can you, can you allocate 25% of your budget to increase sales, to do more brand awareness, uh, to create more trust? All things that influencer marketing can do very well. The three other takeaways from this report were pay for guarantees, which I personally love. I, I mentioned, I always mentioned, don't just work with estimates or averages. Averages suck, estimates suck. Um, go for guarantees, figure out what is guaranteed. Let the agency or influencer tell you what is guaranteed, what is the minimum amount that you're gonna get and pay for that. Don't pay for uh, an average when it's a 50% chance you'll get higher, a 50% chance you'll get lower. Go for guarantees. Pay a higher premium for the guarantee. You know, make sure that people are being allocated. Don't pay the same you would pay for an average for a guarantee. Pay an extra oomph. Um, test and learn. So use influencers to test audiences. And I also suggest use influencers to test creative. Um, in a single influencer campaign, once you have the marketing 
audience you want to market to, you know the the brand brief, go let the creators create impressive creative works and test out those creatives, right? What works and what doesn't. And I think you'll be honestly surprised. And the last, and the last interesting takeaway from this uh, report was that they mentioned to repurpose or reuse content. I, I just want to mention, make sure you're paying for the rights to use the work again. Um, this needs to be in the statement of work. If you're working with influencers to create content that you're going to repurpose, absolutely make sure it's part of the statement of work. And also you'll pay a premium on this or, um, include that in the guarantee, right? Like maybe that's why you increase your price on the guarantee than, than just doing a price per average or estimates. Also include that you'll want to use this content in other forms, in other places. Um, and those are the key takeaways of, from the Altimeter Research Report. Uh, go check it out if you want deeper, deeper dive. Two articles this week um, I think have great takeaways and went a little bit under the radar. Um, one is buzzy lifestyle vlogger Hannah Maloche launches Julie Upstart Starlight Village. Um, she's 18 years old, and this uh, brand will vend jewelry, accessories, and apparel. Um, I think this just look, shows there are many more revenue streams to mature. There are many more revenue streams that are going to be optimized over the course of the next year, two years, three years. And selling this kind of merch um, is one of them. Um, next up, Tick Done, a mobile-first video platform for how-to video stories, has opened itself up to branded content. With the launch of Tick Studio, an in-house creative agency dedicated to producing content for brands. So what I th when I first heard of Tick Done, I wasn't necessarily impressed, except... Um, by just giving content out that's how to i'm like oh that's what people go to youtube for but how they they also included a studio in the, the part of the app was how to make the very opinionated way to make these videos and i was like wow that that's awesome and the takeaway is actually two things or sorry one one thing that doesn't necessarily mean anything about uh it's not from this article it's just showing that along with Tingles, Get Tingles is another app, and that's just for ASMR content. It shows that YouTube is unbundling. There is a great unbundling of YouTube going on. And this this mirrors um, Craigslist unbundling. So in, in markets and in tech, if, if you're unfamiliar, Craigslist um, over the last 10 years has seen each of its segments, sort of each of its sections, um, be created into a whole nother, a whole company. Um, CB Insights has a fantastic graphic showing um, this unbundling. It literally points from one of the categories in Craigslist to a current existing technology company. Um, and I feel like two things are going to happen. One, um, YouTube is going to be unbundled as a, a video on demand platform, but also live streaming. So Twitch, Twitch, which was gaming live streaming, right? Which see, it seems like a niche that a live streaming platform will be uh, unbundled as well. We're going to see um, very specific categories move off into other uh, apps and, and be very, very serve that super serve that specific audience. Um, very excited to see. I think this is the next five to 10 years of video content. How does say, um, how does, how, how are the arts 
uh, shown? How are, you know, different styles of video um, challenges react? I think we, we almost saw this with um, uh, the React version uh, with uh, Fine Brothers Entertainment. They were trying to, like, trademark React. I think they did it a little op- wrong. They, obviously, they did it wrong. There was huge backlash against it with their approach. But I think they they should have given tools first. They should have said, this is the React format. This is the tool to make a React video. And then say, okay, if you're making it on here, either we're going to get a cut of it or, you know, or, you, you know, you can own the content, but if you want to distribute it here, we'll, we'll get a cut of it. I think a, a React only video platform would be fantastic. Um, hopefully someone listening can make that. Um, also like something like drone footage, something like, you know, Vimeo stock is sort of doing this video blocks is doing this with licensing content. How do you, how do you get an audience that wants to license content back? How do you get them to subscribe, right? YouTube platform for licensing video. Um, I think travel films tried this. Um, there's going to be a bunch of experiments, um, of different content on different verticals. you got to figure out a way to get away from just the pressing play and watching. Maybe it's something like ASMR where you get rid of ads. Is it how to, where you create the way to make the videos? Um, every single section of YouTube is going to have its own app. A kid, the kids app again, gets sort of rid of, uh, um, sort of, uh, get rid, sort of gets rid of ads. Um, last but not least, um, is not in the newsletter. So this section, we're going to go into something that I did not include in the newsletter that you heard all around town. Um, so there was no need. And this was um, Instagram's uh, new feature that, uh, sorry, I'm trying to remember. Instagram's new feature that allows brands to repurpose influencer content. Um, so basically influencers you don't follow will soon be in your Instagram feed is the like clickbaity um topic and honestly two things one um why didn't anyone see this coming um and two uh we sort of had this already influencers were already in the explore tab the explore page was a way for people who did better content than normal people to be featured right the content itself spoke for it but it was really driven by likes um so yeah uh businesses will be able to place in influencer content in ads and in stories they did this already like this is why businesses would pay influencers to do brand takeovers instagram takeovers and in fact like that still exists even with this even with this feature like uh influence sharing influencer content in a business is already was happening i'm actually glad and i don't know why this wasn't done sooner glad this is a feature um this should prove very interesting, um, especially because there. This is this is where it sort of gets weird. Is there were influencers that were marking branded content without being paid. Um, there was no material connection. Like they would just go and create the ad themselves um, to show off that they can make ads. And now is are those if you select something as being brand associated, now does the brand have the like ability to repurpose that as an ad? And will they want to? Like now, I wonder if there's going to be a crackdown on like those not 
like like will the branding content have to be double sided, double opt in? Will a will the creator have to say I created this for this brand, and will the brand have to be like, yeah, that was actually something we paid for? Um, that would be fantastic. I would love to see that um, and see that feature of built seen in uh, Instagram. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for go- getting the key takeaways from Influence Weekly number seventy nine. Um, <clears throat> please give me your feedback, and if you have not yet suggest to someone with an Instagram account to go and sign up for creatorgrowthlab.com. We'll see you next week, and I'll see you this Friday in your inbox. All right, bye.